45% on Dell computers built for business with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell Docs, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Succeed anywhere with Windows 10 Pro. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. New revelations from a gymnastics champion. Simone Biles says she should have quit way before heading to the Olympics in Tokyo. In an interview with New York Magazine, the U.S. gymnast says she felt off after arriving at the Summer Games and despite training, didn't feel as confident. Biles says much of that stress stemmed from the abuse by former Team USA doctor Larry Nasser. To be clear, I blame Larry Nasser and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. The 24-year-old testified before Congress about it a few weeks ago. She says therapy has helped, and she doesn't regret pulling out of events this summer to deal with her mental health. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Home Goods fans can finally shop from home. The chain debuted an online store this morning with a lot of the same stuff you find at in-person locations, including sheets, towels, kitchen, and decorative items. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you're suffering from cold, flu, or COVID symptoms, you need an accurate temperature reading as quickly as possible. Fever is a leading symptom of both the flu and COVID-19, so the sooner you rule out the common cold, the better. Use the Exogen Temporal Scanner, the same thermometer used by medical professionals millions of times a day to accurately detect fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. September is Suicide Prevention Month. Aaron Egan, Director of Community-Based Interventions for Suicide Prevention with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, says taking a moment to reach out can help prevent suicide. The health and well-being of our nation's veterans is VA's highest priority. We want veterans, community leaders, and veterans' loved ones to know that by reaching out for support and resources today, suicide can be prevented later. Go to reach.gov SPM to learn more. when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, 3 to 8. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 7. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now, Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. What in the world is going on now? 
Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not the, it's Kim, not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. In the same way, the journey to end poverty for good begins first with a child. A journey like this takes commitment from you and me. A commitment to end poverty for good. Learn how you can help at children.org right now. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf on our last program talking about your game with RSVP. Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. Boy, them boys have got a real fine ball tank. 57 to nothing loss uh, for the Oysters in that ball game, and I know you had to be disappointed in not putting any points on the board, what with your, your new offense. Well, I understand your new quarterback. Well, you win some and you lose some. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Your new quarterback, Berger, had a little bit of a tough time in his first start. Well, that's right. He spent a lot of time on the ball field uh uh, literal. I mean, they, they really pasted him up good. They was blitzing him. They was red-dogging him, and he, he spent a lot of time on the seat of his pants. But your defense uh, must not have played too well either, giving up 57 points, and you had a new uh, defensive scheme for this game, didn't you? Well, you know, that's all my fault. Uh, you know, the fact that we didn't do too good on offense and didn't do too good on defense. You know, a new quarterback, the boy named Berger, spent a lot of his time in his own backfield, piled up with them defensive boys on him, and that's because we took one of our star offensive linemen, uh, Gap Gibson, and moved him over to defense. We was trying something new on defense, too. We was thinking that uh, me and Crush Cromar, our linebacker coach, we figured that they had such a good running game, such good running backs on their ball team, that we ought to put in another running uh, back stopper, another linebacker in there. So instead of regular old three linebackers like we regular have, Mike, Sam, and Willie, the Smith brothers, we was going to put old Gap Gibson at linebacker. He was used to coming up against them big boys on, on offense. We figured we'd put him in on defense and have him come up against them big boys on offense. But it didn't work. 
Unfortunately, RSVP was able to just roll up the score on you. Well, they wasn't the answer, that's for sure. I mean, uh, they, they uh, piled up some points, and they piled up some yards, and they piled up some first downs, and it was, it was a real avalanche out there. Now I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show <laughs> proudly brought to you by Fresh and Clean Antibacterial Wipes for a lemony fresh wipe every time. Uh, Coach Turf and a 57 to nothing loss. Sometimes there aren't many positive things to say. We're well, sometimes there is, but this ain't one of them times because we did have a real bright spot in the ball game. I'm talking about good old Shank Wedgman. You remember him from the golf team. Right. He's your uh, punter this, this uh, year, isn't he? Well, that's right. You know, he was back there. This is his first year on the football team. We made a punter out of that boy, and it seemed like every time I looked up, I was either seeing old Chuck Berger, the quarterback, sitting down on his patootie, or I seen uh, Shank Wedgman booming one out of there on fourth down. So your punter had a good kicking average for the game. Well, that's right. He was, of course, he was in there on enough plays. He should have done a good job. Coach, I think you had a special promotion in connection with the RSVP game, Key Night, I believe. Well, that's right. Everybody would uh, come into the ball game to see that fine ball game. We give them a key, and then at halftime, we draw it out a winning key, and the winner gets to drive our 19 and 37 Packard around for a whole week. Who was the winner, Coach? Well, that's interesting, and I'm glad you asked me that question because the winner of the driving around the Packard for a whole week, you won. So here's, here's the keys. Be sure and have them back 6 o'clock Friday and have a blast. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Evans. <laughs> Good Tuesday morning <laughs> from 970 W-A-T-H. What is there not to laugh about? The Art Turf Show. I know some people say, you guys can take that show, and you know what. But we hear from so many people that love that show and look forward to a good laugh. <laughs> it's time for Party Line here on 970 WATH. Good Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning once again from 97 WATH. I'm Scott Daly, filling in for Dave this morning as uh, I've moved over to the hot seat or seat number one, whichever it may be. The air chair. What do they call that when you go to uh, the salon? The hair chair? <laughs> you know, when you get up after. Or is it the, oh, it's the dentist office. That's what it is. Well, it could be the salon too, the hair chair. But the, uh, you know, when you go to the dentist's office, you gotta lay your head back and you get up and the hair's all smushed, just like when you got out of bed. The hair chair at the dentist's office. 
Oh, boy. Well, you know what? Keep a brush and a comb handy. Takes care of that. Good Tuesday morning. It is September 28th, 2021, 16 minutes after 9 o'clock. Currently 66 degrees. And this weather app that I'm seeing says it's partly sunny. Well, it may be wherever you are. But right now, I see clouds. So we're going to go with a little breezy and cloudy here in the Athens area. Now, again, where you may be, I do see some pockets of blue sky toward the eastern portion. I saw this morning, if you didn't hear me mention this earlier, on um, the morning show that I saw, I think it was on uh, NBC4, uh, Big Bob Nunley. I love that guy, his weather forecasts. can hear him speak so clearly too. And he was reporting that the clouds will be moving out of here uh, throughout the day and then maybe some thin clouds later on, but partly sunny conditions for that matter. But uh, the weather app I'm looking at too says rain showers today and 78 degrees. But uh, from what Bob said, that's what his radio name was too, Big Bob Nunley, before he went into TV. Bob says no more rain today for our area. Now tomorrow looking pretty nice, 77, sunshine Thursday, 75 and sunny when the Bengals get another victory. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Friday looking really nice for the first day of October. Yeah, can you believe that? October 1st coming up already? Didn't we just turn the page to August and then turn the page to September? (laughs) Yeah, well, why is it that when you get a little older that time seems to go faster? I don't know, or maybe it's me. But... You know, back then when we were kids, here's one of those, when we were kids, when I was your age, ever anyone do that? Yeah, we all have, right? When I was your age, we didn't have all the things to do that kids have available to them now, like computers, video games, cell phones, smartphones, tablets, I mean, you name it, online gaming, it's all over the place, but... I guess when in, uh, you were a kid, it seems like things were a little bit slower. But now, you know, you've got so many more responsibilities to take care of. You know, families, pets, homes, financial issues, you name it. But time marches on, whether we say the way it was or the way it is. Saturday looking pretty good, too. 78 and partly sunny. Yeah, that looks good for a Bobcat victory and also an Ohio State victory this coming Saturday. Sunday, a little bit of light rain moving back in. 75 and then rain showers Monday. Light rain Tuesday, light rain Wednesday. And then on to homecoming week. What's that look like, you say? Homecoming week is... uh. What, the week of October 5th, starting, uh, or 6th, whichever one you want. Um, that's not right, because I'm looking at September, the week of, um, October 3rd. There we go. Which will be a Sunday, and OU Homecoming on, um, October 9th. That 
following Saturday. So uh, I think we're going to try to get someone in from the university or the homecoming committee. See what we can find out about what's going on for OU homecoming coming up on October 9th. And, uh, of course, the football game that day, the parade in the morning. And, uh, wow, last year with COVID restrictions, couldn't do much according to what we were allowed to do as far as homecoming activities. But, uh, again, you know, lots of sacrifices had to be made. And uh, that was one of them. So we still had some football to watch. But, you know, you just got to be careful with these COVID germs and bacteria and junk flying around, right? Now all the variants are popping up. Well, two of them that I know of, the Delta variant and the, what's the other one? Mu, M-U variant. So please, uh, you know, still adhere to the guidelines of uh, keeping your hands washed, social distancing, and now, you know, we're faced with masking again. But uh, nevertheless, uh, homecoming coming up on October 9th here. Good morning. It is Tuesday. Again, I'm Scott Daly filling in for Dave. Uh, He is out today and uh, hopefully will return tomorrow. Okay. And uh, let's see, with that, we'll continue on with some items that we typically bang around, kick around here on the uh, morning show. And with that, uh, let's see what we can find as far as historical events on this uh, September 28th. Well, it is the 271st day of 2021. 94 days remain in this year. Today's highlight in history. Many of you have heard about this. I don't know if many of us still living would have been old enough to recognize what happened. Quite possible, though, because it was, um, well, 99 years ago today. Eight members of the Chicago White Sox were indicted for allegedly throwing the 1919 World Series against the Cincinnati Reds, which the Reds won that World Series. Well, all of the White Sox players were acquitted at a trial, but all eight players were banned from the game for life. Wow. Was that worth it for those eight players? I don't know. Some of them uh, younger guys that you know never got to play again. They had a lot of their career in front of them. One of them being, I'm pretty sure, Shoeless Joe Jackson. So a few, um, oh, trivial tidbits about that uh, World Series is, if I recall correctly, the, the mobsters who fixed the World Series that got in the ears of the White Sox players um, had a big chunk of money for each of each of them to throw the series, so... Obviously, the mobsters could bet on the Reds to win and for them to win lots of money, right? So the White Sox players made sure to throw the series so the Reds would win. For those of you a little unfamiliar with how that worked and what happened, um, the legend has it that the mobsters were to be given a signal by the starting pitcher of the White Sox that in the first inning... If the fix was on, if the players agreed to it, the White Sox pitcher would hit the first Cincinnati Reds batter. 
So when the game started, that's what happened. The first Reds batter was hit by the pitch, by the White Sox pitcher, and the fix was on. And the rest is history, even though the Reds won that World Series. Um, Again, Shoeless Joe Jackson still remains banned for life from baseball. And uh, efforts are being made to get him into the Hall of Fame, much like Pete Rose. Efforts are being made to get him into the Hall of Fame. Uh, We can get on that in just a moment. But if you happen to not hear the show a few weeks ago when I was talking about Shoeless Joe Jackson, how he got that name, uh, the nickname Shoeless, was that uh, apparently he had a new pair of baseball spikes and uh, was wearing them for a game and... Following the game, he got blisters so bad that the next day when he went to bat, his feet hurt so bad that he went up there without shoes on. And that's the legend, the story behind that. I think Shoeless Joe was from a little town in South Carolina, but uh, that's the the story behind Shoeless Joe, that uh, he went up to bat that day because now, you know, you got treatment for blisters, right? even though uh, players sit out a game or two from those. Uh, on their fingers, pitchers especially, uh, their pitching hand, they get blisters on there. You, they can't grip the ball right. So it's in the batter's best interests <laughs> that they do stay out of the game and not pitch uh, for fear of getting hit by a 98-mile-an-hour fastball that the pitcher couldn't control. But uh, anyway, that's the legend of Shoeless Joe Jackson. And uh, speaking of Pete Rose... I've been reading up on that uh, a little bit here and there uh, about his efforts and uh, the public's efforts, uh, fan club group efforts to get Pete into the Hall of Fame. Of course, you know, he's banned from baseball uh, because he was accused of betting on the Cincinnati Reds while he was the manager of the Reds. But my thoughts are on that. Uh, My thoughts on that are, and whatever they're worth, doesn't really matter, is that, yes, baseball betting is forbidden. I've been in locker rooms, professional baseball locker rooms, where you walk in and right there, plain and simple in big letters, betting on baseball is prohibited. It is forbidden. Whether you're a player or you are a manager, a trainer, a clubhouse guy, bad boy, it doesn't matter. It is prohibited. So that is the cardinal rule of baseball. You don't bet on baseball if you are one of those players or managers, assistants, coaches. Doesn't matter who. However, what Pete did on the field certainly is meritorious for induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But I think Pete is making some inroads to getting reinstated. However, from what I've recently read is that uh, the commissioner doesn't see it that way. That uh, apparently Pete continues to show up in Las Vegas. Uh, He does that for signing autographs. He likes to bet on horses. Has nothing to do with baseball. But for me, if I'm Pete, I think I would slow down on the betting and show somewhat of some remorse about what happened, what he's accused of doing betting on baseball, but, you know, Pete's, what, in his uh, early 70s now, and 
Pete was a competitor. Pete was hard-nosed. He didn't have the most talent in the world. But one thing Pete always said was, do what you can with what you got. And he certainly did. But as far as being reinstated, he's not helping himself a whole lot by, you know, continuing to do the tour in Vegas and signing autographs and books, hats, baseballs, bats, whatever it may be. Um, it doesn't present well to the baseball commissioner. So we'll see what happens. But uh, for me, if there's one player that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than anybody else, it's Pete. And I've said before that there are so many players in that Hall of Fame who have uh, done much worse. Players back in the day when the media coverage wasn't so big and uh, all over the place. Now we have media coverage everywhere. Social media, official news media outlets. And there were some things that went on that, you know, reported later in books and autobiographies of former players about players who were in the Hall of Fame, you know, back from the early 1900s. So, you know, where do you draw the line? And now with betting becoming legal, not only in college sports, but pro sports, does that throw a new wrinkle on this situation with Pete? You know, you are you are you going to let players in now that that bet on games today because it's legal? So back then it wasn't legal, right? But now it is. So <laughs> that would be interesting to see where that pans out. That if they go back, you know, some college football players, you know, are now saying they want to be reinstated. They want their uh, awards reinstated. Reggie Bush example, who won the Heisman Trophy at USC as the best collegiate player. Uh, he was stripped of that for illegal benefits, improper benefits. Uh, the team forfeited their wins that year. And so now that, you know, some Ohio State players have filed for uh, justice on that, so to speak, too, by when they sold their championship rings for tattoos I'm sure you've all heard about that, but, you know, they they did that because now with the name, image, and likeness regulations in college football, you know, those guys were merely doing back then what is legal today. So, again, you know, sports is changing. And my feeling is, whatever that's worth to, is that eventually, someday, there may not be an NCAA. That uh, teams are switching conferences now at their leisure, whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, the the players at Ohio State were denied those uh, benefits of being reinstated or having those uh, charges washed away from their records about selling you know, the gold pants, the championship rings, uh, for trading them for tattoos. But now they can profit off of that. So they weren't able to do that back then. We'll see what happens with all of that. Where did all this start from this highlight in history today of the uh, 1919 World Series being fixed by eight members of the Chicago White Sox? Also on this date in 1781, American forces in the Revolutionary War, backed by a French fleet, began their successful siege of Yorktown, 
Virginia. And in 1787, the Congress of the Confederation voted to send the just completed Constitution of the United States to state legislature, uh, legislatures for their approval. Had to get a sip of hot tea right there. And uh, in 1850, flogging was abolished as a form of punishment in the U.S. Navy. Goodness gracious. I don't know. I, can you just imagine things like that today? I mean, uh, you know, right before Jesus was crucified, he was flogged so many times. And I can't remember exactly how many times it was. I want to say it was 66 times, according to uh, Scripture. But these flogs that were given to uh, Christ had little sharp razor-edged metal pieces on the ends of them, too. Can you imagine? Goodness. And then flogging still continuing in the U.S. Navy up to 1850? I don't know if they had the sharp metal plates in them, in the uh, straps that they were flogged by, but good night. Wow. <sighs> Moving on, uh, in 1924, three U.S. Army planes landed in Seattle, having completed their first round-the-world trip by air in 175 days. My goodness, now we can get to anywhere within 24 hours, can't we, globally? Hmm. And in 1928, a medical breakthrough, Scottish medical researcher Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin, the first effective antibiotic. And in 1939, during World War II, Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union signed a treaty calling for the partitioning of Poland, which the two countries had invaded. Well, that was uh, part of the plot that Hitler had uh, with Stalin, was that they were going to divide up all the land between them, uh, between Germany, the Soviet Union, and Italy, and controlling of uh, controlling portions of those three ways. And then uh, Hitler decided to turn on uh, the Soviet Union after the United States entered the war. And Hitler believed he could concert, uh, conquer the Soviet Union. And when they started fighting against Soviet troops, well, they began to be obliterated by the Soviets, uh, thus turning the Soviets into an alliance with the United States and Great Britain. So, uh, that, I believe, was probably around 1942-43, uh, if I remember correctly, from the history books and documentaries. <laughs> documentaries, that's why I said that on purpose, documentaries <laughs> that I have seen there. So, that happened on this date in 1939. And in 1962, a federal appeals court found Mississippi Governor Ross Barnett in civil contempt for blocking the admission of James Meredith, a black student, to the University of Mississippi. Federal marshals then escorted Meredith on the campus two days later in 1962. And in 1991, jazz great Miles Davis died in Santa Monica, California at age 65. And uh, let's see, more recently, uh, wow, we've heard of the disaster of 
leaving Afghanistan, the military leaving there, and uh, 13 American servicemen and women were killed there uh, during that evacuation of Afghanistan. Lots of military equipment left behind there to empower the Afghanistan um, armed forces there, not the Afghans, but uh, the Taliban had taken over many of those things, millions of dollars in taxpayer-funded equipment left behind there in Afghanistan. And uh, very up-to-date technology, too. But with Afghanistan, two years ago, in 2019, voters in Afghanistan went to the polls to elect a president for the fourth time since a U.S.-led coalition ousted the Taliban regime in 2001. Yeah, 20 years later, now they're back in power. The vote was marred by violence, Taliban threats, and widespread allegations of mismanagement. After a series of delays, the country's independent election commission announced months later that Ashraf Ghani had won a second term as president. And let's see here. Now, remember this, the Obama administration formally appealed a federal's court, federal appeals court ruling striking down a key provision of the president's health care law requiring Americans to buy health insurance or pay a penalty. Remember that? If you didn't have insurance, you had to pay a penalty. Well, that was done away with in the Trump administration, I believe. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court later upheld the individual mandate in the... Uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. And uh, let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I guess that's good for the historical dates. Uh, today's birthdays Bridget Bardot is 87. Actor Joel Higgins is 78. Singer Helen Shapiro, 75. Actor Vernay Watson, 72. Movie writer, director, actor John Sayle, 71. Rock musician George Lynch is 67. Singer-musician C.J. CJ Chenier is 64. Uh, Actor-comedian Janine Garofalo is 57. Um, not recognizing a lot of these names here. TV personality singer Moon Zappa is 54. Son of Frank Zappa. I do recognize that name. Uh, country singer Karen Fair Fairchild of Little Big Town 52, singer-songwriter A.J. Croce is 50. I wonder if he's related to Jim Croce. We'll have to look that up. Uh, World Hall of Fame golfer, Sayre Pack, 44. And uh, let's see, actor Jerrica Hinton, 40. And uh, that's about as far as I can go as far as name recognition. The youngest person on the list, actor Keir Gilchrist, is 29 years young. Well, we touched a little bit on sports a little while ago. Uh, high school football coming up this weekend. Our Power 105 Athens County Game of the Week this Friday. Yep, October 1st will feature Nelsonville York uh, versus Wellston. So uh, tune in for that one. Kickoff at 7 p.m. Pre-game at 6:30, and uh, should be a good game there between the Buckeyes and Golden Rockets. And uh, the high school, uh, the Athens High School game of the week, right here on 970 WATH. Uh, the Bulldogs will be hosting the Megs Marauders on the Plains at Joe Burrow Stadium. 
on 970 WATH pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 p.m. We are the home here of the Athens Bulldogs on 970 WATH. And uh, let's see here. We go to uh, the completion of the high school football schedule uh, this week. Trimble Tomcats, uh, they will be uh, hosting Eastern. Well, they hosted a good team in Fort Fry last Friday night at uh, iconic Gloucester Memorial Stadium. Fort Fry is uh, ranked in another division other than the Tomcats. I think they are in Division Six. I think the uh, Tomcats are in Division Seven. Fort Fry won that game 45-13. to And you know Trimble's tough every year, so that just uh, should tell you how tough Fort Fry is, right? All right. So the uh, Tomcats will be hosting the Eagles of Eastern High School this Friday. Uh, we already told you about Nelsonville, York. And um, Federal Hawking will be hosting Millersport. The Alexander Spartans uh, will be at River Valley. And uh, let's see who else. We've got Megs coming to Athens. And uh, Vinton County having a pretty decent year this year. Uh, they will be hosting the uh, Warren Warriors. I think Benton County's only lost one game this year. And the standings as they are right now, uh, Benton County indeed 4-1 and one at the top of the TVC Ohio. And TVC Hawking standings, Southern and Trimble, also Waterford, all at 3 and 2 atop the standings. Moving on to uh, Bobcat Sports, let's get the Bobcats rolling. I saw Coach Albin uh, Sunday morning. I said, Coach, you know what? Hang in there because good things are coming. And uh, Coach Albin and his wife uh, were heading into church as I was heading out. They were going into the second service. And uh, we just talked briefly. Uh, when you're a head coach like that, you don't get much sleep uh, from traveling. And they lost a tough one at Northwestern Saturday. Well, this week, I think they've got a very winnable game uh, when they travel uh, to Akron to take on the Zippies. So uh, hopefully they'll come in with a win there uh, this Saturday. Let's go to our phones now. We've got a caller standing by. Caller, are you there? All right, click. I guess they were not. So we continue on with the Bobcats. Um, I think they can uh, beat one win Akron this weekend. Kickoff at 3.30, pregame at 2.30 on the home of the uh, Ohio Bobcats, the flagship station of the Bobcats. Power 105, and uh, right now as the conference sits in the MAC West, Toledo sits at the top, and in the MAC East, uh, Buffalo and Bowling Green uh, both sitting at the top with the overall records of 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They haven't played, uh, I don't think there have been any conference games yet with the exception of Toledo and Ball State, Toledo winner there. Going to the Big Ten, the Ohio State Buckeyes, boy, they got... Uh, Beaten by Oregon a couple weeks ago. They bounced back big to defeat Tulsa and Akron. Uh, this weekend, they play at Rutgers. That's not going to be an easy game for the Buckeyes because um, here's the reason I say that is because Rutgers played Michigan very tough this week, past weekend in the big house. Uh, they only lost by one touchdown. And when you play in the big house, that's a tough place to play. Rus uh, Rutgers played toe-to-toe with them. But uh, the Buckeyes traveled to Piscataway, New Jersey, to take on the uh, Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. 3.30, 
is the kickoff time. And uh, again, as I mentioned, the Cincinnati Bengals will play this Thursday against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, I've heard people say Jaguars. I don't know if that's uh, with the, where they've gotten their dialect or whatever it is, but I always thought it would. I've heard commercials say Jaguars. I say Jaguars. So is it Jaguars, Jaguars, or Jaguars? <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> the Bengals had a big win this past Sunday. Uh, wow, they they uh, beat the Steelers 24-10. First Bengals win in Pittsburgh since 2015. And now the second consecutive win against the Steelers, the always tough Steelers in back-to-back games since the 2012-2013 season. Now, yeah, the Steelers were missing a lot of players, which helped the Bengals. But uh, the Bengals played pretty well. And if you want to go on the other side, the Bengals were missing T. Higgins, a very good wide receiver for the Bengals. Now, with that, the Bengals play the Steelers again on the 28th of November, which is nine weeks away. So they'll have plenty of time to get healthy. So the second game there with the Steelers might not be so easy for the Bengals. But uh, Joey looked great, you know, with the – First first game, I think the the Bengals have had that that Joey didn't get sacked, which is uh, very cool. I like that. <laughs> that would be nice to keep that up. So hopefully they can protect Joey a little bit better too. Well, I thought we had another caller there, but apparently not. Try again if you would like to uh, gab with me here on Party Line on 970 WATH. Is uh, coming up on 14 minutes until the hour of uh, 10 o'clock. Um, Joe Burrow had a great game, I think, anyway. So, um, yeah, his stats speak pretty well for Joey. And uh, let's see if we can't keep the Bengals, I say we, I mean the Bengals. Let's see if we can't keep that going, right? Joe Burrow, 14 for 18, 172 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But the statistic I like is no sacks of Joe Burrow by the Steelers. Now, Mom and I talk about, I sure hope they can protect Joey this game. So we we say a little prayer every time Joe gets the ball. <laughs> hey, as long as it works, right? So anyway, uh, let's go Bengals. Thursday night against the Jaguars of Jacksonville, coached by Urban Meyer, the former Ohio State coach who recruited Joe Burrow to play at Ohio State. As a matter of fact, coming out of high school, After Urban spoke in New York City, Joe was the very first recruit that Urban Meyer visited here in the Plains. As uh, Jimmy, his Joey's dad, Jimmy, told me he went up to the airport or went to Albany Airport and picked up Coach Meyer. And then Joe didn't get to play at Ohio State, so it kind of forced Joe's hand to transfer. And as I've said, it worked out pretty well for Joe. Well, let's go to our phone lines again. Caller, you're live on 970 WATH. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing absolutely beautiful. Terrific. Um, I was just wanted to say, I was listening to your show. You're doing a great one. And uh, I seen that uh, you missed a couple birthdays. I just wanted to throw in there real sure. quick. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, we got Ed Solomon, who uh, um, who passed away in 1974. And uh, Hillary Duff has turned 34 today. Very nice. Thank you for adding that information. I'm always glad to 
get those information. The birthday list I see comes from the Associated Press, and uh, they don't typically list celebrities who have passed. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that uh, information about Ed Sullivan and his really big shoe, right? His really big shoe. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Some people thought he was talking about the, you know, his his attire that he wears on his feet. His really big yeah. shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound, sound like that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> well, thank you. How are you right, doing today? Uh, well, you, you are, I'm doing good, and I hope your day is going well. I, I hear that uh, Dave's not in today. Is, uh, is he under the weather right now? Or? Yes, a little bit, too. So uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, you well, know, he, we, we're thinking of him, and our thoughts and prayers are with him. Absolutely. Well, we thank you for that, and I'm sure if he's listening, he will appreciate that as well. So if not, I'll pass that along to him. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and we appreciate it very much, Scott. You have a beautiful day, my friend. Thank you, sir, and have a blessed day as well. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. 970 WATH Party Line here. It is uh, coming up on 11 minutes until 10 o'clock, as I mentioned, too. Um, it'll be interesting to see the Bengals game this Friday, uh, excuse me, Thursday night, and I believe kickoff is at 820 Something like that. I think it's televised on the NFL Network. And I'm not sure if NBC simulcasts that game or not, but I I believe they do. So uh, don't forget the Bengals play Thursday this week and not Sunday. All right, so go Bengals. And uh, we've been giving away some tickets here on uh, both 970 and Power 105. So listen in for uh, your chance to win some tickets to Thursday night's game. So we need to give those away so people can make plans, right, to get to Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Remember that song? I think it was Connie Smith sang that one. The Reds sing that one in the middle of uh, the seventh inning stretch sometimes. And I thought, oh, that sounds pretty good, you know, rifling through the the, uh, big stadium there. But uh, just a little sidebar that popped into my thoughts there. Uh, about uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So go Joe, go Bengals. Uh, I just wonder, I've had a few friends say, I wonder if uh, the Jaguars are going to go after Joe harder than they normally would uh, another quarterback. So let's go offensive line, protect Joe again this week because uh, the Jaguars have the number one pick from last year's draft, quarterback from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so the two number one picks from two years in a row uh, will be playing against each other Thursday night. Uh, so go Bengals. And uh, again, I'll just say it worked out pretty well for Joe at LSU, winning not only a national championship, but winning the Heisman Trophy too. I distinctly remember when Joey signed with Ohio State saying that he had two things that he wanted to accomplish. First one was win a national championship. Check. Done. And the second was to win a Heisman Trophy. Check. Done. I didn't do it at Ohio State, but he wasn't going to get the chance to do it there. And who was that coach at Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Like you've heard me say a few minutes ago. So uh, let's just see how things shake out Thursday night, right? Ought to be interesting. There'll be a big TV viewing audience here in southeastern Ohio I am quite sure of that. So with that, uh, well, we'll continue on with sports here. Um, Dave says, you know, pick out some things you want to talk about a lot of times on the show, but 
A lot of times he does the bulk of the talking. And so this this is something I enjoy talking about. And it's a little change of pace from what we normally do, uh, you know, with uh, hard news or studies or research or things like that. But I think it's a nice little mix-in, too, because I've heard people tell me so many times that sports is a nice diversion away from the hectic things that are happening in the world today where you don't constantly get get bombarded by bad news or negative news on the news networks, on TV, um, you, you know, name it, social media, even radio. So for me, I've heard, again, people say they, they just enjoy something different, you know, once in a while. You know, they what's that? Saying variety is the spice of life. Well, let's just keep it at sports, all right? <laughs> Women's cross country at Ohio University. Uh, they've already competed in two matches. Uh, they won the Mike Balmer cross country classic in Dayton on the 3rd of September, and they finished uh, fourth in Division One All-Ohio cross country championships. So they're having a good year this year. And, uh, yes, I'm starting off with women's sports at Ohio University. Uh, They give them the recognition they deserve and uh, well-deserved, I may add. Volleyball having a little bit of a tough year this year. They are sitting at 1-12 right now, uh, so they've got uh, the rest of the season to get things turned around. So uh, I think Coach Jeff Carlson has returned there. So good luck, Coach, and certainly hope you get things turned around there. Uh, women's soccer at Ohio University. They are 6-3 and three overall, and uh, they've got another match coming up. Uh, let's see, when is their next one? Uh, let's see, September 30th at Bowling Green. They uh, were victorious this past Sunday over Akron, uh, one to nothing. So way to go, Lady Bobcats. And, uh, well, we know about football. Football have a little rough go of it, but again... Uh, They've got a very winnable game coming up this Saturday at Akron. And let's check in on men's golf. Uh, They finished 13th at the 12th at the EKU Fall Intercollegiate. And they finished 10th at the Earl Yetzingmeyer Invitational in Muncie, Indiana. So men's golf off and running as well. All right, so there you have the updates on Ohio Bobcats sports. And uh, happy to be an affiliate of the, well, not an affiliate, but the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats on our sister station, Power 105. So uh, with that, we've got more football coming up this weekend. As mentioned uh, previously about the Buckeyes, the Bobcats, high school football, and the like. So uh, with that, we'll continue on the party line right now. On 97 WATH, still cloudy here in Athens, and uh, we have bumped up to 67 degrees. So uh, let's see what we can find here as far as uh, some news near uh, us here in Ohio. And uh, I found a story here that comes out of Dayton, Ohio. The Dayton Landmarks Commission has denied the city's request to demolish a 129-year-old historic building that once was the site of the Wright Brothers' first bike shop. Well, the city wants to tear down the site because the building has deteriorated to a point 
where it can no longer be maintained and redeveloped according to the Dayton Daily News. Well, the commission members agreed Friday that most of the building should be demolished, but they recommended the city re-advertise the property and encourage its renovation in a way that preserves the historic facade. Preservation groups had opposed the city's plan. They argued that keeping the building's facade and incorporating it into a redevelopment project would make the project eligible for historic tax credits. So there you go, the Wright Brothers' first bike shop before they took to the air uh, trying to be saved in Dayton. And uh, let's see, with that, what else do we have going on in the world today? Well, lots of stuff, right? We didn't get to what the national days are, so we'll do that. Today is National Voter Registration Day, National Strawberry Cream Pie Day, National North Carolina Day, National Good Neighbor Day. Aren't you thankful for good neighbors? Should be Good Neighbor Day every day, right? And it's National Drink Beer Day. Jeez. What What a day for that, right? All right. Well, I've got a publication here, speaking of desserts, uh, that I wanted to um, share with you if I can uh, locate them here very quickly. I do that periodically on uh, Sentimental Journey Show. And, um, you know, they're, they're really neat things here. And if you have not heard this one uh, about Ohio, uh, well, according to it's the Reader's Digest that I'm looking at here, the favorite dessert in Ohio, uh, according to this, the best dessert in every state is the category. Um, it goes like this. In 1964, Gail Tabor of Columbus set out to make an ordinary batch of chocolate-covered peanut butter balls. She put the peanut butter on a toothpick to dip it, which meant that there was a spot on the ball that didn't get covered with chocolate. In fact, the circle of beige surrounded by the ring of brown looked a lot like the seed from a buckeye tree, which happens to be the mascot of the football-crazed Ohio State University. Today, no tailgate would be complete without them, according to this. Well, I know others who have tailgated up there that would beg to differ that no tailgate would be proper or complete without something else. (laughs) For West Virginia, molasses cookies. Many West Virginians relied on molasses until refined sugar became readily available after World War II. These cookies, also flavored with cinnamon, ginger, cloves, and nutmeg, are yummy enough to have stood the test of time. Well, how about that? Our dear friends, our neighbors in West Virginia and molasses cookies. Sounds pretty good to me. How about you? Ever had a molasses cookie? Mmm, good stuff. Well, we've got about a minute and 10 seconds to go in the program here today. As always, I've enjoyed being with you folks here. Each chance I get to host the program, I Certainly enjoy being with you. And uh, we'll go out with a little humor here. Humor in uniform, as it is called. Basic training requirements at Fort McClellan included a demanding 12-mile march. Well, this veteran writes in that they got started at 6 a.m. 
They were pumped up for the trek an hour later, feeling the heavy load of their packs. They wondered whether the end would ever come. Men, our sergeant yelled, you're doing a fine job. We've already covered four miles. Revitalized, we picked up the pace and continued the sergeant. We should reach the starting point any minute now. <laughs> Have a wonderful blast today. CBS News is next. I'll see you in a few minutes here on Sentimental Journey on 970 WATH. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Two major hearings are just underway on Capitol Hill. Treasury Secretary Janet Yelling is speaking at one. Defense Secretary Lloyd other, uh, Austin at the other. Lawmakers on the Senate Armed Services Committee want to know more about the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. We all watched with alarm the images of Afghans rushing the runway in our aircraft. We all remember the scenes of confusion outside the airport. But within 48 hours, our troops restored order and process began to take hold. Secretary Austin, ranking Republican James Inhofe, blames the administration for mistakes. President Biden and his advisors didn't listen to his combat commander. He didn't listen to Congress, and he failed to anticipate what all of us knew would happen. Joint Chiefs Chair Mark Milley standing by to answer questions as well. At the other hearing, Secretary Yellen is warning the Treasury could run out of money on October 18th unless Congress raises the federal debt ceiling. Republicans in the Senate have defeated a government funding bill that includes an increase in the borrowing cap. CBS is Ed O'Keefe. President Biden and his advice. You'll likely see them pass a simple bill that says, let's keep the government up a few more weeks. We'll keep fighting over the borrowing limit. This morning, Pfizer submitted the results of COVID vaccine trials on kids 5 to 11. It's hoping the FDA will approve them for emergency use in the weeks ahead. Vanderbilt University's Dr. William Schaffner is encouraged. Antibody responses were just as good as in their older counterparts, and the safety profile was what you expect. Some sore arms, but nothing much more than that. So that's very promising. A new study confirms smoking raises the risks associated with COVID. CBS's Vicki Barker. The study found smokers who catch COVID are 60 to 80 percent more likely to end up hospitalized for the disease than non-smokers who get infected. The smokers were also more likely to die of COVID. Just in from Atlanta, a man already sentenced to life in prison in the fatal shootings of four people at a spa in Fulton County has pleaded not guilty to shooting four others at different spas the same day. Oprah's just announced the latest selection for her book club, Bewilderment, about a widowed father and a planet in peril. Author Richard Powers tells CBS Mornings. The book is dark, but it's also, I, I think, an exploration of just how lucky and rich this world still is. And it's trying to tell a story about how we might find our way back to it. The Dow down 246 points. This is CBS News. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. 
and snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus,